Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash spoken today. Down the block, Andrew Jump. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now, yesterday we named our best defensive 5-8 of all time. And for me, it came, it was between three fellas, Wally Lewis, Laurie Daly, and I ended up giving it to Brad Fittler. Uh, maybe a little bit of bias there. He's one of my favorite players ever. But I mean, if you were to tell me any of those three, I probably wouldn't push back on you, to be honest. Uh, but Brad Fittler, he took out the gong there for me. And for me, the best defensive halfback of all time, um, this one's a really easy one for me. And... This guy is obviously an immortal of our game. With the ball in hand, he was magical. But I think people forget just how good defensively Joey Johns was. He was a halfback with all the skill in the world, all the vision in the world, all the timing in the world. But he also defended like a back rower. It is a lethal combination. For me, this one was a no-brainer, as I mentioned before. Joey Johns, one of... One of the best half... Sorry, I shouldn't even say one of. Probably the best halfback we've ever seen. Probably the most gifted halfback we've ever seen. And defensively, he was unbelievable. Joey just defended like a back rower. And, you know, my favorite thing, you know, when we're talking about these last two fellas, Andrew Johns, Brad Fittler, my my favorite thing about the early 2000s, late 90s, sort of very late 1990s was when... You know, the Roosters would play the Newcastle Knights and these two would go head-to-head. It was simply a show that you couldn't miss. And, you know, my favourite thing about these two is that they they defended like back rowers. And Joey was unbelievable, you know. Joey was just a competitor in every sense of the word. And every interview, you know, every time you hear Matty Johns talk about him or whatever it might be, I mean, it just shows how competitive he is, almost to the point of being a pain in the ass, realistically. And this was the best thing about Joey. He never wanted to lose. He always wanted to be on top. He always hated his hated his opposition halfbacks, and he was, you know, he was never afraid to get in the face of a front row or a second row to come up and jam someone. And same as Brad Fittler, as I said yesterday, he just win all the contests. He knew how to, you know, even before wrestling was a big thing. You watch how Joey used to defend. He used to win that tackle to get to marker first and be ready to go again. And He's a guy that I've got a lot of respect for, Andrew Johns. I've said before, I think Cooper Cronk was a better halfback, but Joey was definitely a better footballer. Um, I've got him and Freddie right up there as the best footballers I've ever seen. Joey, I've said it a few times, I don't think we ever got to see his best, to be honest with you, which people laugh at because he won, you know, three Dally M's or whatever it might be. And 
you know, I look at Brad Fittler's career and I look at from when he was 30 to 33, I think we saw his most complete football. And I sort of think we were robbed of that with Andrew Johns a little bit. But another reason why I picked Joey as my best defensive halfback, obviously, you know, physicality-wise, he was unbelievable. He he would match up with anyone. He, he was a pretty sturdy character himself. You know, he would have been, you know, only getting a little bit of change back from the dollar um, on the scales. But he, he also, he had a really good read. And, you know, that's no shock because of you know, how he was with the ball in hand, but he just had a way of getting in the heads of his opposition sevens and he'd go out and make it his mission. And he was, you know, he he, he also defensively knew how to go after someone. Like I've heard Tim Smith talk about how, you know, when he came up against him, they just jammed him all day and he'd pick guys out. He'd go at them. He'd put pressure on them. And I just love that about Joey. As I've said, the ultimate competitor and just didn't make any mistakes defensively. And it's so important for me to have a halfback and a 5'8 that are not spot defenders. I was talking about this the last few days, and people tell me it doesn't matter. It's all about what they do with the ball, and I just think that's absolute bullshit. I think you're making excuses for halves that don't put the work that Joey and Freddie did into their defense. Defense is an attitude, and the way that Joey and Freddie handled themselves without the ball in hand was incredible. I mean, they could win you a game with the ball. They could win you a game without the ball, too, just with their intensity. I mean, if you're halfback getting out of the line like Joey did, putting shots on, being the aggressor, I mean, your forwards come with you. Like, imagine a bloke like Ben Kennedy watching the way that Joey used to defend. You would just get the absolute best out of these guys all the time, and Joey consistently did. He was incredible. Remember in Origin, you know, when he used to have Gordon Tallis coming at him and he would just handle it each and every time. Just such a such a ferocious defender, such a just a quality seven. Absolutely love that about Joey. And in the modern game for me right now, there's there's no there's a, there's only a few guys that I would say are really good defensive sevens. And the guy I've picked out I'll talk about in a minute, but there are two guys that I think over the last 18 months, they've improved out of sight. One of them is Adam Reynolds. I always, you know, I always thought, geez, if you just go at Reynolds, he 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 won't show a jersey. You'll get through him. And over the last year or so, his defense has come out of nowhere. I don't know what's changed. No one's spoken about it. But you watch Reynolds. He puts his body on the line every single time. And nine times out of ten, he comes up with that tackle. Now he used to be a guy that you could just walk through and. He's turned his defensive game around completely, Adam Reynolds. Another guy I've been really impressed with lately is Mitch Moses. Defensively, he has been fantastic. He has developed really well over the last few years. Obviously, he's he's gained a little bit of size. He's gained more confidence. But, you know, when he first came into the system, obviously, you know, I watched him play SG ball and all that, and he was really good at hiding himself. But you get to first grade and you can't hide anymore. And I think it took... Moses a couple of years to realize that uh, but now he he's really impressive to me a guy that's doing good things Luke Brooks another good defensive seven that I like just a tough little bugger Brooksy but for me the best defensive seven in the game and his game has gone to a new level over the last few years and there was a period there where he was at the Roosters and he was doing really well Mitchell Pierce they'd won a premiership but I mean if he didn't have a Carney or a James Maloney next to him I was a little bit worried and I, I always sort of thought that Mitch Pierce should have made the move to lock to be honest with you and Egg all over my face. He's gone up to Newcastle. He's done fantastic things in the seven, but I think he would be a brilliant lock forward. Mitchell Pierce. He um he's got a great running game. Um, defensively, he's fantastic, and that's what really stands out for me for the Newcastle Knights. He's a real leader with his defence, and Mitchell Pierce for me, he's probably the best defensive seven in the game right now. But I still wouldn't put him in the caliber of you know your Joeys and your Freddies and your Lewises, your Meningas, these sort of guys. But Mitch Pierce, obviously a slightly bigger body than your average seven. As I said. I always thought he was going to become a lock forward or a hooker, to be honest with you. He stayed at seven. I still wouldn't be shocked if the right guy walks into the night system, if maybe they do move Piercy around 
I always thought playing hooker or lock might have taken a little bit of pressure off his shoulders because he can ball play. You know, he's always been able to ball play, but for a long time there, I don't think he understood the game well enough to handle being a halfback without a, you know, a really sturdy six next to him. So I always thought Locke, you know, where he could pop up and do a little bit of ball playing, but then just take his hit-ups, use his running game, be, you know, as strong as an ox defensively. I always thought that more that, that, that suited him more, but he's turned his career around completely, Mitch Pearce. And for me, he's the best defensive halfback in the game. Um, there's a bit of smoke going on around him at the moment, so it's going to be interesting how this season goes. But... You know, with the ball, Piercy can sort of be hit and miss occasionally, but defensively over his entire career, I honestly can't fault him. He's been fantastic all the way along. Even in Origin, you know, when people want to tell me he sucks in Origin, he can't handle it. Maybe with the ball in hand for a long period of time, he couldn't handle the structures of State of Origin, but defensively, he was always up to the task, always up to the task. You could never, ever call Mitchell Pierce a spot defender. He's brilliant in defense. He wears his heart on his sleeve, Piercy, and I will never, ever put him down for his defense. A true defensive seven in the modern game. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.